War in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Folks, remember, for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401 439-6028 439-6028 Yankee Tree Service YankeeTreeService.com What can they do? They do it all. Tree trimming Experts based right in Lincoln Tree removal since 2006 and also 24-7 emergency service available. Call Yankee Tree Service today 439-6028 439-6028 Whether it's tree removal stump grinding, tree pruning emergency service bucket truck at service and bobcat service since 2006 they've been performing tree removal service on top of that nothing stumps yankee tree service they provide stump grinding enjoy your landscape without the eyesore as far as pruning well let them get up there oftentimes a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down at yankee tree service their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best the treatment plan for your tree and maybe it's an emergency service did something come down call them today 439-6028 439-6028 if they have to they get right up there in the bucket yankee tree service since 2006 tree trimming experts give them a call 439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com to the john DePietro show weekdays we start at 11, we go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, petro.com. Joining me, joining us uh, right now is one of my siblings, independent columnist, opinion maker. It is Donna Perry. And DJ, I want to start off with, uh, boy, just horrific in Illinois with uh, a, a mass shooting. And I think what really jumps out, several things. Number one, they, they did catch him alive. He was able to escape from a rooftop. But uh, number two, boy, the clues and red flags. I mean, here you have someone who's making videos, a total, you know, isolated, uh, rejected 22-year-old white, basically male loser with nothing going on, but making videos, fantasizing about a school shooting. It wasn't a school shooting. School's not in session. But that really is what marks the, the, the 4th of July weekend. Yes, uh, good to be with you on, but on such a um, such a horrific uh, story as we all come out of Fourth of July. Um, th- that's the thing, JD. Um, sadly, we we see this with several of these uh, even more recent things. Um, but in Highland Park, you know, when when you say this is a young person, this is like his own community, and yeah. to be that deeply disturbed, um, you know, like. I think the governor did say correctly, the monster like lying in wait on the roof um, to just fire into the crowd. So I I think a couple of things on all this stuff, you know, it's when you see that's just like a nice suburb. It is a very nice suburb. Very nice. Um, You know, this, you know, you theoretically, it's just so chilling. People say, I guess, you know, this could happen anywhere. And when you, I also found some of the images of, you know, they as people fled, it's just yeah. so horrible. You know, it you is. you see like people literally running with children in their arms, running yeah. their terror. lives. Terror. Um, it's full terror. It also shows as we've seen this young guy, John, like you say, like they they become completely immersed in just their online world. Um, as we can see that by, you know, the early investigation. Um, and I just want to say in this case, though, um as has been argued when you see a lot of these things, to say that a young person's access to that kind of a weapon, any yeah. kind of a major weapon like that, it has to be addressed. I mean, when yeah. you see, I, I, I just take a different view than a lot of conservatives. It's not that you can't protect someone's right. What are you going to say now, John, when they say harden the schools, harden the floats, <laughs> you right. know, harden the balloons. And he's 22. He's like, not 18 years it, old. Right. And like, so how insane does this get, this argument to talk about anything? And we know that's what will go on for a couple of days. Anything but the person's access to the weapon. And again, like you say, even they've made modest incremental 
uh, with this law that they it's not passed, but it's in Congress. I mean, that just addresses not letting an 18 year old necessarily have easy access to a purchase. So I think the role of someone being so immersed in social media or, you know, the sites and, and for him to play out this fantasy to do yeah. this. Um, there were clues. There were well, clues. There, there's and clues. Something needs to be done working with with the big tech. They don't like it. And normally they, they don't really cooperate. And I fully recognize there's freedom of speech issues here and art and intimidation and impersonation. But but there's, there's something, something needs to be done because now as you look at his videos, Donna Perry, I mean, it's it's clear there's something wrong with him. Um, yeah. And then it results, you know, that's an excellent point. It's not like it was foreign people he didn't know. He went into his own community. Right. And, and when you go way back, that was the case of the kid in Sandy Hook. I mean, he yes. had attended that elementary school. That's right. Um, so I would also argue this when they talk about mental health. Um, something in my view that has to be talked about is what would be the legal uh, allowance of school records to be released. Because, J.D., uh, these young guys, you know, it didn't happen overnight. The signs are there. And by the way, school counselors know that. School counselors meet with young people who begin to have very disturbing thoughts. So very sad way to cap off, unfortunately, you know, the 4th of July. And, and it is, it's just another disturbing reminder. Um, and that they, they're, you know, Congress leadership, someone has to come to a compromise. Some steps have to be made. Yeah. in in good police work and identifying yeah. who it was, um, the, the whole thing. Folks, again, we're speaking with Donna Perry and uh, DJ, let's touch on the boy, the world's richest man. I don't think that's someone that you want to kind of get in the back and forth, but uh, Jeff Bezos, this is interesting with uh, him going after and taking uh, jabs at President Biden. Yes. And, you know, um, that happened somewhere into the leading into the weekend. And I think that the fact that someone of the stature of Bezos, um, he's, he's putting out a statement that just really ridiculed Biden saying and it through a tweet and, and saying, you know, local gas companies and gas stations like, it's almost like they're blaming the high gas prices. Once again, John, they're doing a dance. Um, to me, the White House is trying to, you know, blame anyone but have it fall into the lap of Biden. So the tweet was the White House basically was almost like, John, throwing it out there like, an, like a balloon, like, let's see if this sticks with the public. It's your local gas station. They're the ones who are increasing the price of the pump. And then Bezos tweets which to me hit them very hard and said the white house is putting out either misdirection or a complete misunderstanding of like basic market dynamics i mean that was like ouch um and and also jd the the tweet which you you have to wonder that biden insisted on having a hand in it i know they write a lot for him when it was something to the effect of, and bring the prices down now. Like he has this like weird scolding thing. Yes. <laughs> JD, and I might say that for Bezos though, very interesting. Like you say to yourself, does he have a political future that he's looking at? He he actually has a, a few times stepped out and criticized them. If yes. My memory's right on a couple of different issues. So um, I think that for, like you say, you know, this is a person who is very immersed in all global markets, um, you know, knows what he's talking about. And he's basically saying we have a president who doesn't understand like basic uh, fundamentals of the economy almost. Um, and so, you know, I just think that he also some people noted and I think some conservative writers were right to note this, John, they said, why isn't the rest of you know, the mainstream media, like, like no- noting that Biden would, would make this kind of ridiculous charge. Good point. And, and they said Bezos is, has to do the fact checking for like, where, where is the Washington media on this? Because honestly, it's like anyone who knows a basic on this and anyone, you know, they were covering it. So a local gas station owner, John, would be like when you go to your, you know, self-serve Cumberland right. Farms, well, there's a local franchise owner. Yes. So that's just a person who they say they maybe make three to five cents on every wow. gallon sold. Um, it, it, they don't have anything to do with the huge oil companies that are moving the refined product. 
Um, and then John one just one last thing. So then I think Corrine Jean-Pierre put out like kind of a very feeble thing to back Biden up and the oil and gas association I saw following Bezos tweet said, well, whoever is the intern who put out such a <laughs> foolish wow. message and JD, like it again, politically, they just keep stepping in it. Like, it, you know, obviously I think this actually seems to be just really digs at Biden almost the most, you know, he's yes. beginning to feel helpless fully in the gas prices. It cuts across all sectors of Americans. That's the other thing about it. That's so tricky, right? Because it's not left, right. Everyone gases up their car. And, and it's uh, so again, I think, I just think Bezos tweet, John is part of a larger pattern. We're seeing where people are, you know, even prominent Democrats are stepping out saying his, the presidency it seems to have no like solid leadership no, no. and they're and not afraid people, to say it, you know, they're not. And I want people to understand it uh, because not everyone's on Twitter, but this, this is more than, you know, if, if you're an executive and never mind the world's richest man, you're not going to put out a press release on this, but it's a way for him mm-hmm. to let the public and especially it's really the media that's all over Twitter. It's a way to let them know how he feels and just kind of like a passing uh, you know, thought of, of something like this. It's very insightful. That's where I think Twitter is such a helpful tool because otherwise, like I said, if by the time he sat down with his board or whoever and said, I want to put out a press release, uh, it's a big process. This is just off the cuff in real time. Boom. This is this is how I feel. And then Folks, you're in the news cycle, right? And yeah. then you're in the news cycle. Folks, quick break. Much more ahead. Donna Perry right here on the John DePietro Show. The next time you have an emergency, head straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122 in Johnston, or East Greenwich 5750 Post Road. AtMed Urgent Care. Urgent health care facility providing comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals, families, specializing in ambulatory medicine, diagnostic treatment service, AtMed Urgent Care. They provide immunization, school, sports physicals. They're a cost-efficient healthcare alternative to hospital-based emergencies. They're open seven days a week, walk-in routine urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic and trauma, work-related injuries, physical exams, drug testing, full laboratory services, and with AtMed Urgent Care, they offer mononuclear antibody infusions you someone in your family suffering from covid you want to go straight to atmed urgent care two locations johnston 1524 atwood avenue suite 122 or east greenwich 5750 post road online at atmedurgentcare.net we're speaking with independent columnist opinion makers donna perry and uh, dj we didn't take long but already you see the first uh, first person to write the solution for 2024. She never really went away. She is still <laughs> circling. And Sorry. here it comes. <laughs> Could this be Hillary coming back for the Democrat Party? Well, uh, which I know you, you, that would make you very <laughs> I would love that. happy to cover that. Um, you know, it's a lot of conditions have shifted in just in recent months. You're right. And I mean, I think when you see, uh, of course, prominent Democrats are putting out, you know, a few noise about it. Obviously, there are people who were probably tied to her. But, you know, J.D., you're right. I mean, I think she has been doing kind of these curious, selective appearances, maybe, um, you know, any, you know, looking like someone had coached her to say, you need to look like you're having fun. So she was doing whatever show that was, and they had kind of a silly exchange. Um, And I also think she sees the Roe v. Wade reversal right um i think that's a central prominent thing that could get her side or her camp they're beginning to see you know if she was someone of high stature in the party uh is she most identified with being like quote the champion of you know women's issues um and and when you look at also john the the second piece of this is they they see that harris is a very weak Yes. Not well liked VP when Good you point. think, okay, the female that's right there is the VP. So 
for Hillary, for this kind of talk to be out there, um, and that opinion piece by Doug Schoen, um, he kind of lays out the case. Um, I, I think a, a couple of things are going on, John. It's always, you know, a little bit of a trial balloon. I think sometimes they're, they're talking about it first to see how the donor class and, and major Democrats would respond to that. Excellent. Um, you know, I mean, I think that's a lot of what goes on early on. Um, can she still get back in the game? And, and J.D., you and I know the way the national democratic structure works and the Republicans, too, like they they want a big name. They, they don't they they don't seem to be want to risk a lesser known person. And, and right. in some ways, I also think this plays to sort of what we were just saying is that I, I think by all accounts in official Washington, it's not just whispering, it's getting out loud that the party feels they need to move away from Biden for 24. Wow. And and for someone of Hillary's level, right, John, I mean, to like let pieces got dribbling out there. And, the, and like I say, I think some of that is done for the Washington establishment and to see where that lands. Like, would they say, oh, forget it. Like she, she's, she's not a winner for us, you know? So I think um, it, it could be a, a smaller camp, but I do think that it's not impossible that, and especially in the, w- the wake of the road decision, that to me could be what would trigger her to take a serious look. We, we shall certainly see on that. And Donna Perry also, <clears throat> just an interesting article. It's no more whispers. Right. Recession is the talk in Washington at this point, despite the Biden people trying to, you know, declare basically try to run around the obvious. It, it's very obvious to anyone that is paying attention, anyone dealing yep. with reality, that it is, in fact, a recession. And I think the, the the larger story is that they just don't have a plan for it. They don't have a plan for it. You're right. And I think that, um, like I say, I, Politico's piece just said that everywhere you know, you talk, uh, whether it's from Washington to Wall Street, as they say, that's really what it's been. It's so bad that you've gone from inflation to the talk of recession. Now, recession could put the country on even worse footing because up to now they have, you know, the one thing Biden has been able to tout, which he didn't really create, but they talk to strong uh, job employment numbers, right? Like unemployment is, you know, very low up to now. But when you also look at, and there were some indications in the past few weeks, if the, cons- if the consumer begins to, who feels very tight on their money, so then they begin to pull back on the spending over, it wouldn't take that long, J.D., there's lots of jobs in the economy tied to like a really, you know, moving a lot of products through retail, right? So if that comes back, if, the, if people appealing back, uh, and then some of these, you know, entities or stores or whatever, then they say, oh, gee, you know, we hired a few people. Well, we'll actually, we'll let you go. We're not having the volume of what we want. And then it begins to feel and look like a recession if you have super high prices. And remember in the 70s, and this is always the, the thing what happened with Carter, John. And then it was the pe- there was the unemployment on top of it. That's right. Um, I know we're in a very different stage because of the pandemic and then there is remote working and, and, but you know, that tends to be for certain classes of jobs, right? That's not large parts of the economy have to, you know, be in a productive physical work. So um, the fact that that's going all around the town. And like you say, I also think that like Biden, the hits are coming from every direction. They obviously they, they can't stand this talk that Washington is becoming consumed with, I think from their perspective, John, like he's in a lot of peril politically, right? I mean, you have the, they're circling the wagons, recession may come. They don't seem to have the right people in that kind of leadership, whether, you know, Janet Yellen may be out the door um, and, and making some decisions people have questioned. And then they also just, I think they bristle that there's so much louder public talk saying like, well, he shouldn't be the party's. He shouldn't be running in 24. And that's, that's getting, right. I find that really notable in politics, John, that that's getting so easily public among, you know, let's face it, like people who are kind of really in the game. I mean, um, there are people oh. saying that on, you know, major broadcasts and they're not afraid to say it. However, as you and I have discussed, and, and there's also equal 
coverage of it that the Biden White House just won't have it. That that he, you know, they like and enjoy he and the and the first lady they enjoy their life as the first couple and he will adamantly say i'm the one and i was the only one that could be trump so basically donna yeah. Perry, it sounds like biden is not just going to go quietly into the night but before we move on just think how significant that is though that there's almost like an uprising or an intervention if you will within the democrat party where they want to image someone to come forward and say listen this is this is the moment for Hillary. I think I just predict I don't think that the Bidens go quietly. I feel that right. they felt that if it were not for us, you guys would have had Bernie Sanders and you, and Trump would still be president. Absolutely. All of that, I think, is right, John. I mean, and, and once when you have a person come sweeps into the White House, I mean, they have a huge cadre of people yes. right that have which by the way have a lot vested in that person yes. <laughs> remaining in power right um so and then you do have uh the donors to him that you know they have the white house ear everybody knows how well this works so you know they don't just go quietly i think um it's it's going to be very it could get really ugly i don't know that we've seen this um exactly. and <laughs> certainly where you would have, you know, a prominent, like a, the major Democrat where people are quietly, you know, going into the White House for trying to, who, who can turn the needle and say to him, listen, you know. Um, so I like it's, they're comparing yeah. it to children that have to have the conversation with their elderly <laughs> parents while taking the car keys away. That's yes. how it's being approached with, with yes. Biden. Folks, again, we're speaking with independent columnist, opinion maker Donna Perry. DJ, what are we to make of this group Patriot Front that came sweeping into Boston uh, over the weekend. I know Mayor Wu uh, is is upset about it. But, I mean, by all accounts, there was some kind of an altercation with some man that either went up to them or what have you. But so a, a group of guys called Patriot Front, and they're, they're obviously odd. They have khaki pants. They have uh, they had white shields. Necks, they all uh, carry shields. shields yeah. um, which also, though, that can act as a def- literally as a defense and a shield if if there are people coming at you if you hold up the shield then they can't say hey you know these people punched me or pushed me or whatever because they're right. the shield is protecting them um by all accounts they didn't do any vandalism uh it is odd with the snare drum and the flags but what what does it say that uh, here they come marching into boston on the freedom trail well, that's, you know, that's the thing. I think um, most people, the city was, you know, very taken aback. Yeah. Um, they, that was, you know, quite a visual. I believe they, they've saying there was about 100. Yeah. Um, where they are coming from, or if they're in New England, are they not all Massachusetts? I think that's unclear. Um, and also Councillor Ed Flynn, who, um, you know, was a very visible counselor, um, he weighed in on this and, and they were very, I think they felt also, um, John, like it felt doubly insulting because Boston is of course the cradle of Liberty and Boston was having in a way their a kind of their big comeback from having more muted, you know, 4th of July weekends because of the pandemic. Um, and, and to have this big presence like that, um, and they, you know, I, I think the problem with some of these things on first amendment, so, my understanding is you you would have have to have um, a re, you know license to or or you had to have a permit to do this kind of thing. They have okay. marched, I should say. Um, they've marched to some degree around Boston before, whether in okay. other around other parades. So it's not like they came out of nowhere. They had some kind of a permit. They did not appear to have any weapons. Right. Um, and now what's bubbling up in the recent days, so there was a small confrontation with some kind of a, a, a black activist in the city kind of confronted them and just said, like, you know, tried to confront them and felt like very like, what, what are you doing walking you know, around like this? Um, what's being reported up to now, and maybe this is going to, you know, get a little more involved in this. They kind of shoved back at him, but no one was reported injured. Um, but now there are community groups, John. Um, wanting to know more, like I say, about, like, obviously, Boston PD would have had to know they were permitted to march. And again, in fairness, many, many groups with many points of view uh, try to have permits to walk. You know, if they walk peacefully, it is kind of, you can't necessarily say they can't. 
Yeah. Um, they didn't have a weapon. It wasn't no. like some replay of Charlotte. They didn't have torches or something. I mean, they Nothing. literally walked. Obviously, they wanted to be looked at by the way they were all dressed the same and all that stuff. So, yeah. but it was, I think it, it put one little um, damper on what was otherwise for Boston. Obviously the Boston pops returned all yes. in their full glory last night, um, you know, and, and the fireworks and, and the, uh, the great orchestra. So, and people just enjoyed, you know, gorgeous night. So it, it did does, put it, a damper. It, it yeah. does bring up, you know, you remember when the famous, the, the Nazis uh, marched yeah. uh, in Skokie, Illinois, in a heavy Jewish section. Um, you know, they, they, as disturbing as it is, they, they do have freedom of speech. They're obviously Americans. Uh, they didn't seem like they were ready to harm anyone. They didn't do any vandalism. They even took the tea, and then they got in their cars and drove away. Right. I think there's definitely some um, some First Amendment issues there. As, as, as much as it is jarring to see them marching like that with the snare drum and the flags. Folks, quick break. Much more ahead, Donna Perry, right here on the John DePietro Show. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. While it is Tuesday, I hope everyone had a, uh, a nice July 4th. The weather was uh, definitely delightful. Uh, both days it cleaned it cleared up on on sunday and then yesterday well folks it's happened again i mean there's just no way to ignore this and admittedly i i don't know what the solution is uh the rampage six dead 30 hospitalized uh the shooter at the parade on the store rooftop and then you you know very disturbing social media post he even a year ago filmed himself on the parade route he was known to law enforcement and just absolutely, Drudge Report has it right, American Madness, nation's 309th mass shooting this year, and it's only July 5th. I mean, there's just something off, something needs to change, can't live this way. You know, as far as uh, background, and I don't think it's been determined yet, 13 shot across New York City, but how is this... Um, you know, it comes back to how did he get access to the weapon? Now, he's not young. He's Well, he's young. He's 22, but he's not 18. He was known to law enforcement. Here is someone, this Bobby Cremo, Cremo accused of uh, killing six people. They got him alive. On YouTube, you can see his videos. He's of no talent. Awake the Rapper lives in the outskirts of Chicago. Known to law enforcement, dramatized school shootings, his father runs two business. The mother's an alternative healer. The father lost the 2019 mayoral campaign to a liberal ran on gun control platform. And on the day of the school shooting, the father liked to tweet, protect the Second Amendment like your life depends on it. But he was known to law enforcement. So they're going to have to go into backgrounds on you know, from whether it is a lot of this stuff starts in high school, starts in school. The school counselors have backgrounds and medical information on individuals like this. Um, he supposedly has these different listeners on Spotify, but known to police. Not known if it's because he had um, the violent videos were hosted by YouTube. They were taken down last night. Um Last fall, he did drawings of himself shooting people, uh, filmed a clip I saw of him throwing bullets on the floor of a classroom, wearing armor, where he's joking about a school shooting. There's, there's something wrong with someone that starts to, um, you know, f almost fantasize about this stuff and brag about it. The victims were ages 8 to 85 with around four of those believed to be children um but it's 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 just terrific that's what then mar um really marks the the holiday he's obviously odd now the problem is as we know listen there's it's not against the law to be odd and there are people that either play violent video games or watch violent movies um, there is a certain type of music that gravitates towards aggression. People like this don't normally listen to what would be considered normal music. Um, but when you look at that was that was sheer terrorism at that uh, 
parade and what those people went through. And again, another mass shooting. I, I don't know what the answer is. Something needs to be done. I think it if we're going to talk about mental health and mental illness, then there needs to be real conversations about it. Um, and why did someone, if he's doing, here's some things, if, if he's doing these drawings and doing these videos where he's basically uh, laughing about a school shooting and hinting at school shooting, now this obviously was not a school shooting, and look at the last three big high-profile mass shootings, a parade on the 4th of July, grocery store, market, supermarket in Buffalo, and then obviously the, the school in Texas. Something needs to change regards if there's someone. But here's, here's a problem I'm just thinking out loud. Here's the problem, and that is that there are people that do violent drawings and play violent video games and watch violent films and so forth and and they never commit an act of violence and then you get someone like this one who clearly had been thinking about doing this for some time even says in the video it's happening i couldn't even stop myself at this point again there's there's the profile of it's a young white male loner lone wolf attack right now they have not talked about arresting anyone else anyone else being charged this is um they're, they're very young he's not 18 he's 22 how did he get the weapon uh where does he live there's you know i i saw a family member of his said there were no warning signs but there are warning signs it's not normal he's not just being a, a goofy young guy uh fantasizing about these things and and talking about these types of things and drawing about them it's there's a progression where it's leading and this is problematic it is problematic from there are people you know most normal people will watch a film that might have some violence but they get through the violent scenes then there are some people they they seek out and like to watch very violent films and that's the part of the film that attracts them and it shouldn't be a shock Listen, and I'll say there's something wrong with someone like that. There is something wrong. And then someone like this, he almost seems to be like a, a, a ticking time bomb. Um, what what could have stopped it? Now, again, he's not, you look at him, he's puny. He's not a big guy. Uh, he wouldn't have done this with a knife. I'm not even sure you could have done this with a handgun. They feel their life is meaningless. They have no direction. They have no, you know, future so to speak they have no seemingly a lot of they're not popular they don't have a lot of friends they don't seem to be on a path anywhere um i'll bet that we're going to learn that from the ages of 16 17 18 that this bobby cremo just started drifting and getting more bizarre more odd and then at some point he got access to that particular weapon and then it's planned um, he also he didn't go far away uh, he did drop the weapon at the scene and then was found driving his own vehicle and then they spotted the vehicle it doesn't seem like it was even well thought out if he had planned it more uh, basically if the the vehicle could have disappeared somewhere then I don't know if they ever would have caught him they caught him because of the vehicle he was driving and uh, but this you know, what's preventing the police from really putting someone like this on their radar? He was known to law enforcement. I mean, the, the police that knew, here's this odd little guy that on his own doesn't look like he could punch his way out of a paper bag, but put a high-power rifle in his hands, and then suddenly he does feel powerful, and he's able to carry that out. I, I don't know, quite frankly, what the solution is, but this can't continue. This is insanity uh our nation just cannot operate this way something's got to give whatever was stopping the police from interrogating him more learning more about him putting him on some kind of a watch list whatever was presenting that or preventing that i should say that needs to be altered and changed because you know for as much as his second amendment right what about everybody else's rights uh, this is 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 that uh, we just can't live this way i think it's at a breaking point all right folks it is tuesday we are on the air 
Hope everyone had a happy, safe fourth. But it is tough when uh, the whole nation is reeling from this latest mass shooting. Much more ahead on this Tuesday on the John DePietro Show. Time means grill time. And for the best grill, get a new grill. Stop in and see my friends. Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV. J apostrophe S Broadway Appliance and TV. Located 47 Cedar Swamp Road. That's Route 5 Smithfield. You can call them 401-949-7800. Springtime, summer. This is the best time to grill outside. They have a great selection on grills. They also have a great selection on all appliances. Family-run business since 1963. Remember, you're going to deal directly with the owner. And they will match or beat any package deal when it comes to appliances. Do you need a new refrigerator? How about a new dishwasher, washing machine, dryer, oven, microwave? Jay's Broadway Appliance. Look for them online at jsappliance.com. Also on Facebook, springtime, summer is grill time. Stop in and see them. They're open Monday through Friday from 10 to 5. You can make an appointment for more personal Saturday and Sunday appointments jay's broadway appliance and tv 401-949-7800 better yet drive in and see them 47 cedar swamp road route 5 in smithfield we're speaking with independent columnist opinion maker it's donna perry dj what are we to make of this back and forth gavin newsom the governor of california one point in the pandemic he was wildly popular then there was a recall almost get him out of office there certainly seems to be you know, some buzz about him trying to make a move on 24. And it's interesting. He's he's actually come up with a commercial where he's attacking, of all people, Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida. And he has a message, you know, probably feeling defensive because so many people have left California. Oh, yep. you know, come to California. We're free. And and it's almost like, you know, forget the high prices and the, the traffic <laughs> and everything else. You know, we the, we're a free country. And he actually targets florida even though most people i think that have left california the numbers i've seen the highest states are more like arizona texas even tennessee but idaho um states like that what are we to make of the the newsome desantis uh, little brew right jd and i i i think it's a curious strategy be that he he's running he was running just for the fourth of july weekend like yes. ads in the florida tv market Um, and JD, you know, is, you know, as a long broadcaster. So he's kind of like going to DeSantis's neighborhood, if you will, like, like that's kind of like, almost like taking it to your, what maybe is your, what you envision to be your opponent. I would say it's an, almost an intriguing political rivalry because these are, um, the thing about 24. So when you look at, Nothing could be different from Florida and California, which, which, you know, were long considered like, oh, the dreamy states, right? The, um, the two sunny states. And meantime, Newsom has presided over California that's actually losing population in the census of last year. They do it every 10 years. And you and I had talked about this. So many people have moved out that they lost a congressional seat. That was very unusual for California. Mm. Florida, of course, grew exponentially through the pandemic, growing massively, like unbelievable investment growth. And it, and by all accounts, uh, DeSantis really had his hand on the wheel through the pandemic. He stood up to a lot of criticism. He said, we are an outdoor state. We are not doing all this excessive masking. And and he also famously to his credit, he got the kids back in full-time, you know, in-person school. Um, when that was so wildly controversial in the fall of 2020. So, um, and, and so some of, but, you know, Newsom running an ad there is curious um, whether, you know, I, I would say, though, J.D., it would be an intriguing rivalry because these two, though, make the point about Biden needs to be kind of <laughs> sent aside because they're generationally, uh, you know, they're a younger generation, both of them. I mean, they are, um, you know, these are younger leaders. Um, obviously, I think that they... Obviously, um, you know, Newsom has certainly had his own rocky tenure, which I would say DeSantis is extremely popular. 
So it is curious that he would, to me, that is um, a way of testing the waters, like for yeah. him to be running an ad. Um, and I do think, J.D., what I said earlier, a lot of what happens in this early going is they're trying to wake up, um, you know, sections of the party, activists yep. and donors. You know, this could be Newsom's way of saying, I'm not. Now, and also, this is all begins to be just hugely embarrassing for Biden because you have people almost like, you know what I mean, J.D.? Like yes. he's a major Democratic governor. He is. He's not saying, oh, I'm waiting to see what you're going to decide. Right. So I, right. I do think uh, it's very curious. And I also will just finish on this note. I also think to the credit of DeSantis, Newsom doing this, John only further elevates DeSantis as, as the singular GOP rising star. Yes. You Donna know? Perry, finally, what are we to, what do you uh, make of um, Liz Cheney, this back and forth with president Trump, he really went after her on the 4th of July. She yeah. obviously feels very uh, strong uh, of her convictions of the, the J six um, commission and committee hearings they're having. And also she did get a, a large applause, although I'm sure they, her campaign packed with people. She gave this, you know, she's basically saying that the, the Republican Party's at a crossroads and it's either the Republican Party or President Trump. There's no way to hide it. She, I think her fate is kind of, you know, cast. She's, there's no going back to where she is. Right. Uh, but what do you, what do you, what's your take on just her actions of late? Well, I think um, she is undisputably became really the leader of this effort. And I would also say his actions show that to me, he was very rattled with the the testimony that came out over the past week or 10 days. Um, Just, you know, he can throw, you know, little bombs at Cassidy Hutchinson until someone goes on the record, John, point by point and disputes her. That testimony stands, um, and I think he was rattled by it because when they talk about uh, referral for criminal charge, I, and I don't know that he envisioned it getting framed this way, but when she said under oath, I mean, it was not just a question that he spoke you know, out on the ellipse, that the fact that he made these statements um, that seemed that he was very aware that these supporters some were very armed yeah and then he intentionally i think these are going to be the legal question he intentionally encouraged them not only to go to the capitol but if her story ends up correct he was really trying to be there himself to so i think he's rattled by these statements so definitely he's going to go after Liz Cheney, um, I mean, she has aggressively put, I think she's also knowing though, JD, there is like a time, she's got like a, you know, a time limit uh, behind her back because as you say, um, she is only leading that as she's in office. (laughs) So um, there's that issue, right? Like what happens to her um, politically. And I think obviously it's going to be very tricky, but uh, what, what, whether she survives, you know, they're coming on strong against her. However, um, that doesn't mean that she's not like, I think she has really framed it up to lay out the case. So he does, I would say that this has always to me been the problem for Trump. Like he, it's like, he's speaking out loud too much, like he always did. And I think to go after her to that degree, um, you know, I think he wants followers to do the same, but then I think it, he just seemed particularly rattled over the past 10 days. If she can survive the primary, definitely a giant killer. Folks, she is opinion maker, uh, columnist at Stana Perry. DJ, great job as always. Fun summer head, and we will talk to you again. You got it. Thanks. Brothers Disposal. Call them today, 401-688-0517. Brothers Disposal. Get a dumpster in your driveway. You can clean out unwanted belongings. Maybe clean out your garage, clean out your basement, clean out your attic. Old toys, old things you don't even use anymore, old furniture. It's so much easier when you have a dumpster delivered right to your home, and then they'll take it away when you're done, whether it's for a weekend, for a week, for a month. Brother's Disposal. Call Brother Roland today at 401 
6880517 come on brother call brothers disposal look for them on facebook they have those purple dumpsters they're also now offering weekly trash collection services call brothers disposal today whether it's a small household construction project or maybe just cleaning out some unwanted belongings get a dumpster in your driveway or business brothers disposal 401 you're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. Joining right now, former chief of the U.S. Border Patrol, retired acting ICE director, 34 years in government as a Border Patrol agent. Joining us right now, of course, is Ron Vitello. Ron, it's John DePietro. Welcome to the program, and thank you for taking the time to speak with us. Yeah, good morning, John. Glad to be with you. Ron, I want to start off. This is uh, absolute insanity. Uh, I'm curious, your thought, with all your experience, all your years, the uh, the amount of surge we have right now at the border. Yeah, it's the, uh, it's the worst surge we've seen in, uh, on the southwest border in the history of that entire border. Uh, upon the commencement of this administration, they removed the tools that were available, the tools that abated the last surge at the border under the previous administration. Uh, and on day one, they, they took those policies and destroyed them and in turn have destroyed the border, putting border communities and the rest of the country and the entire homeland at risk because we've sent a signal around the globe uh, that if you want to come to the border illegally, uh, now's the time to do it. Mexico stopped helping us. Why did they do that? Well, they got lots of problems in Mexico, but they're not about to help us when our own domestic policy, when our own immigration policy does not adhere to the rule of law. So lots of people in the pipeline, lots of people at risk uh, to include the men and women across the United States. These people don't stay at the border uh, when they cross the U.S.-Mexico border. They come all they come to this economy. They come all over the United States. Uh, some of them are at great risk for being trafficked by smugglers. Uh, and because the Border Patrol is so overwhelmed, because the facilities are so overwhelmed, because there's so many people to get into the system, uh, the smugglers and the cartels uh, are stuffing their pockets with the fees for smuggling, and they're able to smuggle at will. So while our economy crashes and inflation goes through the roof, uh, the cartels uh, on the southwest border, who largely control that territory now, uh, are getting rich off of the feckless policies of this administration. What type of numbers are we talking about for the month of May? May is over just nearly 240,000. It's the largest single month on record. And what's important to know about that, those are just the encounters that are in the system that CBP can record. It does not account for the many people who come to the southwest border and are never encountered by law enforcement. And because, like I said, the Border Patrol is so consumed with the surge of humanity, the smugglers can move things and people across the border at will. And so many people come to that southwest border and are never encountered by law enforcement. And it isn't just people from Central and South America. It isn't just people from Mexico. It's people from all over the globe, places that we would never go on vacation uh, you know, to, 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 to take our families to because they don't care about the American way of life. In fact, uh, many places in the world where you know we need to be suspicious of them, like Russia, like China, uh, and other places. How are these numbers compared to, say, when President Trump was in office? Well, we did have some surges under Trump, nothing this big. The problem that we see today is much, much larger. And I, I was in that administration, the, the president, I was lucky enough to be nominated by him to be the, the ICE director. And you could tell from the moment he took office, from the moment we started interacting with him, he was dedicated to giving the American people a secure border and an immigration system that had integrity. Um, that is not the case in this administration. They have done exactly the opposite. They have promoted policies that promote an open border, and 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 that's that's the the problem that we have. Yeah, there were there were issues under Trump. We had a surge at the border in nineteen and twenty, but it was abated. He gave us tools to solve that problem. The problem was largely solved when this administration took over. They had thirty year lows in activity at the southwest border, and now, like I said, we're seeing the worst surge ever. 
Ron, what type of numbers are we looking at just the past 16 months under President Biden? Well, it's millions of people who have come to that <clears throat> the southwest border just in the last 18 months. Um, so we ended the last fiscal year, I think it was 1.3. Um, we're almost double that, and last year was a record. So you, know, you could see well over two. It's, 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 it was well over two million a couple of months ago, uh, and that's just encounters again. That doesn't account for the for for the lack of control, the lack of patrol resources that are at the immediate border because the border patrol is so consumed uh, with this activity, with this surge. You have places like uh, like Yuma, Arizona, Del Rio, Texas, where the border patrol cannot even deploy people to go to the southwest border, cannot go and respond to sensors, cannot patrol the border because they're so busy uh, in dealing with the traffic at hand. Folks, again, uh, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. With us right now is, in fact, Ron Vitello, former chief of staff, U.S. Border Patrol, retired acting ICE director. Now, Ron, here's something else that uh, people should understand is there is certainly a direct correlation with the amount of deadly fentanyl that is coming over. These people aren't coming over empty-handed. Well, that's a good point. Like I said, the, the smugglers have ultimate control of what goes across that line. That's how cartels vie with their power on, on the southwest border. They, they allow smugglers or they tax smugglers or they, or they tax and traffic uh, the people themselves. And so they're in control of what happens. And it is not a coincidence that we're losing tens and thousands of Americans every year uh, to the opioid crisis uh, and fentanyl overdoses. Many of these drugs come across the border uh, because, again, the Border Patrol is busy doing this other work that they have to do, putting people in the system, booking in what they call processing. Uh, and so this allows the, the smugglers to smuggle at will. And it, it's not a coincidence that so many people are dying at the same time our southwest border is completely out of control. And finally, um, Ron, you know, a little bit of pushback. President Biden, he claims that the border is under control and Vice President Harris in control of the border. She claims the border's under control. They have no idea what they're doing. They have no uh, interest in securing the southwest border. They ask us not to believe our own eyes. You can see the images on television. You can see the numbers purported by their own agency. Uh, if, if the border was in control, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. We'd all be very comfortable, and, and we wouldn't be at the kind of risk that they're at now. 240,000 encounters in one month is completely out of control. And many of those people, after they're encountered by CDP with a brief stay through the processing and booking procedure, are being released in the United States. Almost 100,000 people have been released just this year alone. Folks, again, uh, the border continues to dominate. Uh, nothing good about this. Certainly seems like an open border. He is Ron Vitello, and again, former chief of U.S. Uh, Border Patrol, 34 years in government and uh, also, obviously, as a Border Patrol agent. Ron, thank you for joining us. Keep up the great work, and we'll talk to you again. It was great talking to you. Thanks a lot. Thank to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. Folks, visit the website. On the website, you'll see all our links to social media, whether it's Facebook or YouTube, Instagram, even TikTok, plus you, if you want to reach me, that's the best way to do it. We have unique, original stories, videos, content. Log on right at the website, dipetro.com.